Hey, what's up, guys? Um, so this is the first episode of my podcast. I'm really happy with it. I do want to say before we start out that um, th I was new to recording when me and my brother recorded this, so you can hear me breathing throughout the entire fucking thing, and it's terrible. Um, also, the sound quality's kind of messed up because I messed up in recording, had to amplify everything, and that really caused a lot of problems. Still, um... I learned my lessons. Future podcasts will be better quality than this. I do want to keep this uh, episode of the podcast, though, because the discussions are great. We talk about... <coughs> sorry about that. We talk about um, propaganda. We talk about Trump. We talk about my upcoming book, uh, The Council, The Collective, and The Machine. Uh, we talk about spirituality. We talk about sociopathy. Just so much great stuff packed into this episode. Um, so again, sorry for breathing on my mic. Sorry for the shitty recording quality. It'll be fixed in the future. I promise. Thanks. Enjoy. Alright, um, just so you know, we can hear you breathing into your mic, but I'm recording. Yeah, I moved the mic away from my face. Right on, right on. So, um, what's your thoughts on the book? Um, the way it's set up is very interesting. Like, you've got it set up into, like, three arcs. Yeah, where there's like the starting arc where he's um, living in the future, like kind of a hedonist lifestyle and blah, blah, blah. And then he there's the arc where he's taking over the world, and then the arc after he takes over the world. Yeah, that was intentional. Um, do you have any... Are, have you planned the, the, the sort of pacing of each arc. So, like, if you think is of each arc as sort of a story in its own right, each arc has to have its be a beginning, middle, and end um, that sort of builds up and leads into the other one. Is there... Have you put any thought into how that's going to play out? Because I can see, just from reading it, that there is a way to do that with your book. I've put some thought into it, um, so it's going to start out, I'm going to, the first arc is going to be mainly character building for Dan Altman, um, hold on a second, Larry just messaged me, or someone just messaged me. Alright, so, um, the first arc I have planned out pretty solidly, it's going to be, I have a short story written already, um, about a kid named Dan, um, that I'm going to use for character characterization to introduce the character. Um, I've got a sort of plan for his invention of time travel. I want to talk to Vaughn about it first and talk like pick Vaughn's bon brain for information about quantum mechanics because Vaughn would be the best person I know to talk about quantum mechanics, you know? Yeah. Um, that's something that I would find interesting. From what I understand, anything is... Like, everything is possible because of quantum mechanics just from the way that people like the scientists that i have yeah talk about it like it's just we 
quantum mechanics explains everything. Yeah, and exactly. And then, especially because Vaughn is a chemical engineer and he has a PhD, he has to be very well versed in quantum mechanics. You know. Um. I think he has a an, a, a knowledge of quantum mechanics. But that's not his field. Like, quantum mechanics is a field of physics. Vaughn is I, applied science. I get that. I get that engineers are applied science. But you understand that because he's a chemical engineer, he has to understand quantum mechanics better than, say, um, me or you. Yeah. Be- so, or, or even better than, say, like, a psych major. Me. Well, someone that's actually finished their degree, I mean. But, yeah, you. You are a psych yeah. major, so. Um, but, yeah, so I want to talk to Vaughn and pick his brain about quantum mechanics because I really only need, like, his, uh, a slightly better, and I, I only need to make it flow for the scientifically literate. Um, and, yes, my understanding is anything's possible. Um, time travel appears possible because they've proven that they can get particles to interact with themselves in the past. They've done tests where, all right, so you you know that they've discovered that atoms exist in two different forms. One is in the form that they're in when we observe them, and one is they exist in waveform. Yep. And, um, they've measured the energy of... Uh, each of the particles in the uh, in an atom, and they've re- recognized that quarks exist. Oh, like the when a quark gets measured, we measure it as a solid object. But that's because of the the, the um, properties of quantum mechanics. Quarks, when they're in an atom, exist as a quantum property, and so they're continuously creating and destroying themselves. And yes, and electrons are constantly... Electrons don't orbit an atom. They constantly blink in and out of existence within the atom. Yeah, Von told me that. Von told me that. All right, so... And then also, because things exist in a solid form when we observe them, but in a wave form when we're not observing them, they've done tests and found out that... That say they ran, they set up the test in a way that the particle wouldn't know at the time that it was being tested and would have to decide whether or not what form it was going to be in um, after the fact, after it could no longer decide. You get what I'm saying? And, for, yeah. and they found out that even when they've put it past that point of no return, the atom is still able to decide which form to exist in retroactively in the past. Um, which is what I mean when I say that they've gotten an atom to interact with itself in the past. Um, which basically proves that time travel, in, ex- in a sense, is possible. Um, quantum entanglement, which is what I really want to talk about Va- with Vaughn, kind of proves that teleportation is possible. You get what I'm saying? Quantum entanglement is um, what how we would do like faster than light travel and faster than light um, or communication another way of putting that would be teleportation would it not not exactly um, 
Pat, I was simplifying things. This is what I'm talking about, where you and AJ does this a lot too, where you someone will say something in layman's terms just to keep the conversation brief, and then you'll get super hyper-specific, even though what you're saying is kind of implied in the layman's terms they used. Not not trying to dish you, it's just something you might want to look at in your own behavior where it's like, I understand what quantum entanglement is. It kind of does imply that teleportation would be possible, if you think about it. It does, but when I think teleportation, I think one type of thing, and, and quantum entanglement is more than that. Yeah. That's, that's yeah really quantum entanglement... Well, when you think teleportation, you think the copy at this location is destroyed and a new copy is made in a new location. Is that what you're saying? Yeah, quantum entanglement is just... Uh, quantum, mechan quantum entanglement is fucking nuts is what it is. Why don't you explain that real quick? So, um, quantum entanglement is two quantum particles are always linked. No matter what distance they are from each other, if you turn one particle, the other one will instantaneously make the same turn. Um, Einstein called it the spooky action at a distance. That's really all I know about that. But what's possible with that is... Um, you remember Mass Effect, Dave? You you played Mass Effect, right? Uh, I've played some of it. I haven't played it enough to really get a lot of the references you're building towards. I'm sure. Um, you how they kind of communicate with each other, right? With the video. Hologram yeah, yeah, yeah. Stuff. Okay, I get that. Oh, and then a thing that I actually ripped directly from Mass Effect for my book, which I don't, I don't know if you. Um, caught this you know in mass effect there's that cybernetic race that's looking to wipe yeah, out all life yeah the the um um the I reapers yeah yeah that's where i got that's where i got the idea for the machine from see i when you the way you wrote about the machine what popped into my head was um Singularity from Person of Interest. I've never seen Person of Interest, so I wouldn't know. You should watch it. It's it's actually really fucking good. Yeah, I didn't directly rip my idea from Mass Effect. Like, my idea is... No, no, no. I... But I got the inspiration for the idea of a mechanical race trying to wipe out all life. I got that from Mass Effect. Yeah. Well, I, I, what I... The way it read to me was it was a single entity, so that's why... I yeah, it is, and that is different from the the Reapers, but... Yeah, it was more like a super-intelligent AI. Yeah, it is. It's like the Borg, kind of. Like a hive mind. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why, yeah. And um, it really is that. But I got the idea from the Reapers and the Borg, and like that's where I got the inspiration for the idea from. Obviously, I re retooled a lot of the stuff for my own purposes, but... Oh, yeah, no, I know. I mean, that's... All art is taking inspiration and retooling it for your own purposes. Yeah. So, it, it's just... It, the fact that it reminds me of a lot of my... The things that I say are my favorites already um, is good for you. It's a good thing. Oh, I'm pretty sure it's going to hit a lot of people's interests. Like, 
I have a theory that humans actually do have a collective hive mind. Um, and even I, me... Uh, that's not surprising to me. Even me, even I, who rejects groupthink, have to admit that we're all sort of groupthinking whether we want to or not. I just think groupthink needs to be retooled, like I said in that one essay, with the diversified groupthink where people are encouraged to question the norm instead of yeah. th discouraged from it. That's my only problem with groupthink. Other than that, like, groupthink is kind of necessary. Teamwork makes the dream work, you know? Um, yeah. But because I think we're all kind of groupthinking... It's what makes these ideas that I find really interesting. They're also your favorite things, too. Mom finds them very interesting. Anne finds them very interesting. I know for a fact that this, amongst sci-fi and philosophy fans and stuff like that, that my ideas that I'm presenting in this book are going to be very well received and very widely... I'm basically going to be telling people thoughts they've already had, and that's what's going to make it popular, you know? I, I mean, it... it there's a long line of people who have done shit like that, like fucking 1984, Aldous Huxley, like Noam Chomsky. It's funny that you're bringing up Noam Chomsky because I'm actually typing him into my Trump essay right now. Oh? Him and Huxley, actually. Huh. Or I why, why, why? I'm interested. Why Noam Chomsky? Because he says something, he has a video that um, I agree with wholeheartedly that Trump is actually a distraction. Oh, no, I know. Trump is indeed a distraction, and actually the shit that we're seeing right now has been going on since 2001. Like, I've kind of been thinking about it a lot recently, and really... I guess since Obama came in, I can't say 2001, since Obama came in and started authorizing all of this fucking authoritarian bullshit, um, it's given the military far too much power, and, and, and now the military is just taking over. Yeah, and that's what a lot of people don't really realize about Obama is like they thought he was really anti-war because he pulled out of Iraq, but he was actually very authoritarian and stepped on a lot of people's rights. Um, another thing I have against Obama, my biggest beef with Obama was um, his his, uh, his 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 reliance on drone strikes that missed four out of five times. Um, yeah, he used drone strikes, and they. They just brought in. They did a lot of civilian damage too. Like ISIS, they do more civilian damage than they do. They miss four times out of five, which means yeah, five times it shoots a bomb. Four of those times, a civilian died for it. Yep. Yeah. So like the 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 drone strikes are creating more enemies than they're killing. Yeah, and like ISIS came about because of the over-reliance on drone strikes. Like, I had a conversation with my therapist about this, and I was like, the America that we live in right now is not the America that we grew up believing that we, we lived in. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, I've known that for a while. There was actually a time, I was kind of manic at the time, so I probably did deserve to be hospitalized, but there was a time where I was trying to tell you and mom this kind of stuff, and you guys had me hospitalized for it. I, at that time... 
it was you, a bit of a stretch. Yeah, you weren't ready to believe it. Like when I said everyone's phones are tapped and the government is spying on all of us, it sounded crazy as shit back then, didn't it? I know it didn't. I just think that it wasn't as pervasive as it is today. No, it, it, it has been exactly as it is today since pre-9-11, since Clinton era. Uh, Trust me on this one, bro. Just take my word for it. I can find you uh, if I you give me enough. It was called like Project Unicorn or something under Clinton. Or... I, I believe that they they were collecting everyone's data, but they weren't going through it. Now I believe that it it is not only possible to go through everyone's data; it's possible to show every single person individually what they specifically want. And that that technology came around 2010. Which is why I put the blame a lot on Obama, rather than on Clinton. So I will agree it was the systems were in place to allow it to happen because of Clinton, but just the humanitarian oversight and and fucking ignorance that Obama did and allowing the military to take control of everything, like Obama was basically fucking I don't know he started a lot of shit everywhere yeah he definitely was very escalate like really but the thing is he escalated in a way that he tried to seem peaceful while he was doing it yeah yeah like um I don't know it really it's the culture of fear Obama was a comforting voice. Yeah, um, and then that's my two biggest uh, qualms with Obama is the um, the drone strikes that I mentioned, and then also the the expansion of the national security state. Which is weird because at the like in my essay, I argue that I support the global war, and in a way I do. Um, I support the global war in that I know if we were to just withdraw all our forces and become completely non-interactionary with the rest of the world, all of our allies would get crushed, and then we'd be left fighting alone. Yeah, I mean, we kind of do defend Europe pretty much. We're like Europe, you're. We're defending everything for you. I, I think that's why, like, everyone's being like, oh, it's going to destroy economy in Europe with Trump's fucking tariff laws. And it's like, they're not paying for us to defend them. Why should we give them tax breaks? Why should we give them tariff free access to the largest market in the world? Um, but. I don't know. Trump is a huge distraction. There are bigger problems going on. Well, here's what it is. He's a distraction, but the two biggest threats are the existential threats to humanity. Um, 
Those being global warming and nuclear war. I think climate change is a much bigger threat. Uh, I'm, I'm not sure which is the bigger. Climate change does seem like a bigger threat. But when it comes to climate change, I find a lot of people are still focused on prevention. I don't think they realize prevention is impossible at this point. It's the, impossible at this point. Yeah, the ice caps are melting at a rate that the CO2 that's coming off that ice melt is going to fuel global warming just from the ice melting. It's, it's become a self-fueling thing. So we need instead of focusing on prevention, we need to focus on preparation. Yeah. Um I my take on it is that the human body and human mind, the hotter it gets, becomes less effective. So the more energy we put into regulating our body, it takes away energy from thinking things out. That's why it seems like people are getting a little bit angrier and a little bit more divided. It's because it's getting hotter. I think and people are getting angrier and more divided because of a propaganda scheme that's designed to make them do that. Um, I think that has a little bit to do with it. I think the reason why it's being so effective is because it's getting hotter. Uh, uh, I can see where that line of thinking could come from. I'm not going to dispute that. Hey, I'm going to step out and smoke a cigarette real quick. We'll call this the first half of the podcast. I fucking knew we were going to have some good chats out of this. So glad I decided to record this talk. Um, I'll get back. We'll talk some more. All right. All right. So I'm um, going to go take a smoke break. When we get back, we're going to have the second half of this conversation. Half of, Part of the conversation, not half of it, part of it got cut out because we started meandering talking about Reddit. Uh, until then, for the little break, I got a song for you. It's called Toke, or it's by an artist named Toke. It's called Would You Be Impressed? Give it to me, give it to me, give it to me, give it to me. 
so we talked about the politics and shit. Um, now I kind of want to switch the switch gears a bit and talk about like the mystical and spirituality and some of the, the stuff we talked. Remember the night after I tried to um, off myself, where you gave the night before your sleep study. I don't know if you had known I tried to off myself the night before. Yeah. Um, where you gave me the joints and we sat in the car talking about like the mystical and the divine and shit like that for hours. Yeah. Um, I want to kind of have that sort of conversation now. Um, so first of all, have you? How much of my essays have you read? Um, I pop in every now and then and read them. I read the one, uh, the shamanism one. Alright. Uh, I read a few more. I just don't remember their names off the top of my head. Did you read the one on Taoism? Yes, yes, that one, and... Buddhism? I don't know if I read the one on Buddhism. I don't think I did. Alright, well, the one on Buddhism is kind of slightly less important. The main ones you've read, uh, the one on shamanism and the one on Taoism. Um, what are your thoughts on those? Uh, I kind of want to take it... It's still spirituality, but I want to take it into slightly different direction rather than just shamanism and um da daoism you know the the movie that i always say is like my favoriteest movie ever uh the man from earth yeah you've showed it to me before and we've watched it together i don't know if you remember one day me and you got really baked and what you like you were like dave i watched your thing you gotta watch mine now yeah, that movie, uh, I, I want you to go back and watch it, because I think you'll actually understand it a little bit more now. Probably. And it would probably help inform the philosophy for my book a bit, too. Well, the reason I... I just wanted to get your opinions on... Because the shamanism essay isn't really all that much about shamanism at all. Like, it mentions shamanism a bit because... I call myself a shaman, but really, I dis yeah. I, the the points I discuss, I talk about my life experience, and then the points I discuss after saying like, yeah, I kind of do fit the the criteria for a shaman. I don't talk about shamanism or going into a trance or all that. I talk about um, humility and the faux woke. Uh, that's why I wanted your opinion on the faux woke. Oh God, um, the. If you get on some of the, like, the Reddit futurism subreddit, there's a lot of faux woke people in there. If you want faux woke, go there. My opinion is that they're all fucking retarded. Yeah, but, so what, what things do you think define faux woke? They act like they know what they're talking about when it comes to, oh, we're going to have fusion uh, energy, this and that. And they're like, oh, this is all going to save the world. Why isn't anyone doing anything about it? Blah, 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 blah. And they come up with some of the most dumbest like explanations for why things are the way they are today um 
in an almost religious belief in science without really understanding the science. Yeah, that's definitely would be. But then another, there's a flip side of the coin that's also woke, where they absolutely reject all science and say, oh, science doesn't account for the spirit, and because I'm spiritual, I can just outright deny basic facts. Um, so that's the two two facets of woke in my opinion. Yeah, Reddit, fucking, that's all over fucking Reddit. All fucking over Reddit. I usually stick to like our science where it's actual fucking people with doctorates posting shit and having those discussions and they have to have doctorates and shit otherwise they get fucking kicked out and deleted and don't can't participate and ask historians and stuff where it's the same thing. Basically, the subreddits that get very heavily modded so as to prevent faux-woke bullshit from getting posted. Yeah, but here's the thing. If you're going to require everyone to have a doctorate, you might as well just shut the Reddit down because how many people actually have doctorates? A lot more than you think. They're actually pretty common. They're definitely not the norm. And then also, there are intellectuals like you and I who don't have doctorates. I'm never going to have a doctorate, but I fucking might as well for the amount of shit I already know. Yeah. Um, with When it comes to science, um, the science subreddit you can post links and stuff, um, but there are. It, it's actually I, I misspoke. I, I stick to ask science and ask historians. So you can ask a question, but if you're going to answer it like you know what you're talking about, you have to be able to prove that you know what you're talking about. Okay. So a lot of the times, like, you'll get specific questions, like someone asks something about some how the sun works or some shit, and, and someone who specializes in suns um, and what stars do would post. I, I don't know. That's just an example. Um, and so... All right. I, so... So what? So go ahead. Say what you're gonna say. Sorry. As far as spirituality goes, um, I don't follow Christianity the way it is now. I've done my own research on the subject, and I've decided that rather than follow the Christianity that we grew up with, I'm going to follow the Christianity that Jesus actually taught. Yes, I'm so glad you brought that up, because that was a great direction to take this in. Um, yeah, the, the way... Up the man from Earth. 
the the Catholicism we were brought up with, highly Roman Catholic, very judgmental. You remember Aunt Betsy always used to blow down about the people that go to this church are evil, and the people that do that are going to burn in hell, and we're all going to heaven because we're right and they're wrong. God, I used to hate that shit so much. And that's the exact opposite of what Jesus taught, if you, like, you actually read the book. Um, I've got an upcoming essay that's going to be about the Abrahamic religions and how they're so widely misunderstood and how the, the messages that these extremists like the Westboro Baptist Church and ISIS are preaching are the exact opposite of what's written in those books. Um, so yeah, uh, I definitely... But here's the thing. I believe that all people, all religions are praying to the same God, which is kind of like a, a version of Sikhism. Um, but yeah, I believe that the Tao in Taoism is the same God that Christ is talking about um, because they both preach very similar messages of love your fellow man and be compassionate. Buddhism, Nirvana, same thing. Yep, exactly. Buddhism is preaching a, a different path to the same God. Um, I'm gonna. Yep. I'm actually Thursday. I'm gonna have a guy, the dude that helped me write the Buddhism essay. Um, he's gonna come in here, and we're gonna do another podcast like this. How long are podcasts usually? An hour. Half an hour it depends. Sweet, because right now we're at about thirty-five minutes. So, yeah, we can keep going for a bit longer. I just didn't. I just didn't want to make one that was so obnoxiously long that people wouldn't listen to it. But if people, I don't know much about podcasts. If people are already preconditioned to sit and listen to these things for thirty or forty minutes, we're Gucci. Yeah, I mean, you can kind of cut out and, and edit some stuff. I actually, yeah. I, well, the break I'm gonna. I was gonna put a little music break in there where I pause to go smoke a cigarette, but um, I actually was kind of hoping to be able to post it without having to edit it too much. So far, we kind of can. Um, there was that spot where we started meandering about those subreddits um, where I had to stop the recording for a second. Um, but uh, other than that, I don't see a problem with posting these conversations unedited. I think posting them unedited gives them a sort of authenticity that is kind of becoming my brand, you know? Uh, yeah, I guess. Uh, if that's what you want to do, then that's what you can do. I mean, we'll talk about it. I, I was gonna, I was gonna drop it on you after this that we were gonna make this the first episode, and you were gonna help me like sit and figure out how to edit it and may actually turn it into a podcast and get it uploaded. Uh, so I was gonna drop that on you after the whole thing. But would you be willing after we're done this to sit and help me get this sorted out? Sure, why not? Yes, I love you, Pat. You're the best little brother in the world. Um, so I mean, I have nothing else to do today. Like, I, I don't know. I'm having a good day, so. Yes, um, so I'm, and, like, I kind of need you to be help me with my online presence because you, ha you know a lot more about the online culture than I do. Even though I, was, I lived my entire life online, uh, because I'm a sociopath, I haven't really paid much attention to what other people do, you know? Yeah, I've spent my entire life watching what other people do and not actually doing it. So yeah, so that's we make we make a good yin and yang duo, kind of. If you think about it. Yep. All right. So, um, actually, dude, that would be great. Would you Thursday three to five? Are you busy? Yes. 
fuck, I would love to have you sit down with Dan with me, but whatever, I'll handle that solo. I'd like to have me, you and I do a kind of duo podcast thing together for a lot of these. Um, but anyway, since this is going to be the introductory essay, let's fucking feed my narcissistic need for attention, and we'll talk about me for a bit, just so people get to know me. So first of all, historically, I am a massive piece of shit. True or false? Very true. Just gigantic, unforgivable, unrepentant, selfish, narcissistic piece of shit that abused everyone, true or false? True. Okay, okay. Just wanted to make that point clear, because people don't believe me. Um, the way I am today, and the way I live my life today, and the way I treat people today, is a complete reversal of who I was one year ago, true or false? You're still very similar because you're the same person, but the you don't go out of your way to be an asshole anymore. Okay, uh, so I okay maybe not a complete reversal, but I have improved quite a bit um, on uh, being a giant piece of shit. True or false? You've improved quite a bit. I, I mean, it's a little bit disingenuous for me to say you're you're the same person in that you have always been kind of tongue-in-cheek about thing it's just now you're being tongue-in-cheek and not being a dick about things yeah and then also just have you noticed uh, you said you noticed it when i first went to the crisis unit last summer but you said you noticed a change in me and how i was approaching life and things like that like you said you noticed yeah. a real change in me all right yeah i mean it's honestly Every day you're changing. I mean, I'm not the same person I was a month ago. Well, so it's, uh, it's always a process. It's about always evolving. The point I'm trying to get at is, like, I know this because I live in my head, but other people outside of me can't see this. I have, in my head, I've completely reversed my thinking on a lot of things, and I'm much more positive, much more goal-oriented, much more open to other people's ideas and the idea of empathy. Like, I used to be ideologically opposed to the idea of empathy. Like, that's what makes me a sociopath. I'm not like that anymore. You, yeah. you probably can't see that because you don't have an inside view of my head. Um, but, yeah, so um, I've got a lot of essays uh, from the inside view of my sociopathy. Why don't you give me an outsider's take since you've been there next to me my whole life? Um, oh, wait, one more, just for confirmation. True or false, uh, I kind of, in a way, led Dad to suicide. Be honest. Dad led himself to suicide? I don't think you are solely to blame for that. I, I but I was partially play. okay. I, I think you had a part to play in it. I think I had a part to play in it. I think Mom had a part to play in it. I think ultimately it was Dad Dad's decision. I believe that too. But here's how I put it in my essay. Uh, well, first of all, I probably had a bigger part to play in it than you or Mom. True or false? Or maybe that's just my narcissistic thinking telling me I have a bigger part to play in it. Um, but I feel like because. Um, I was his caretaker, and because uh, he loved me and trusted me more than anyone in the world, because I was little Dave and he was big Dave, I feel like my hand in it was the biggest hand. And because he was al left alone with just me at the end and had to put up with just my abuse at the end, um, and he didn't have you for an outlet, and I kind of cut him off from Dave, um, 
I, I don't know, man. I feel like I, I feel so responsible. But at the end of the day, and in the essay where I talk about the night where I found Dad's body, um, at the end of the day, I may only be 5% responsible, but if I'm 5% responsible, that 5% is too much. Um, but would you say I play? Yeah. I, would you say I was a huge contributing factor in why Dad did what he did? Uh, we, we 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 discussed that. I don't need to ask that question again. Um, but anyway, so um, I mean, I might be overestimating my own contribution because I'm a nar narcissist too, you know. I don't think it's something that can be measured. Uh, everyone had their part to play in it, and everyone is as responsible. Like, I'm not going to lie. When I left Florida, I was so fed up with Dad and you that the reason I never called Dad was because of Dad, not because of you. And so Dad uh, cut himself, himself off from me. And it wasn't just you. There was a lot to play in that. Yeah, uh, I think I had more of a negative influence on why that. Like, Dad wouldn't have been drinking so much if it wasn't for me. Um, constantly pressure drinking him and shit. Anyway, let's get off that. Why don't you, as an outsider, give your take on me as a sociopath throughout my whole life? Because you've known me my whole life. Um, it's... Um, uh, I fit the criteria for diagnosis for sociopathy, antisocial personality disorder. True or false? That's the last question. True. Okay. Uh, I, I, you're going to get sort of uh, another perspective on the inside because I am. It, it did affect me in a large way. Yeah, okay, definitely. My mom and dad are, all of us are sociopaths to some degree. Uh, I, I definitely believe dad was. I think mom is. I think mom is more of a narcissist. I think you're more of a narcissist. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I definitely think dad was antisocial the, for sure. The core, the core trait of both is a lack of empathy. Yes. They're just different defense mechanisms. Like for narcissism, it's a uh, an aggrandizing thing, where you have to be the best. Um, where sociopath is, is you don't fucking care about anything. Am I correct? Sort of. Sociopath is more... It's hard to explain. It's more that I reject the concept of groupthink, and because caring for other people is, part, is something that comes from groupthink and encourages groupthink, uh, that's why I reject it, is because it's so... It's conducive to groupthink, which I reject groupthink... Yeah, um, uh, really the only thing that, um, the way it affected me was I just kind of, it taught me to retreat into my shell and not really talk to anyone because, uh, and, and with you specifically, it was if I said anything to you, you either responded with you're a noob, you're bad, get good, or I don't care. I don't care, or you hit me. Yeah, I remember one time um, 
Brandon called and asked you to wake me up, and you were like, no, I'm not going to wake him up, because if I wake him up, he'll hit me. Um, yeah. Yeah, that's fucked up. Um, but anyway, just for a closer, why don't you, because we're getting, we're now at the 40-minute mark, why don't you just give a rundown of the things you'd see me do and how they affected you real quick. I'll, uh, elaborate more on what you just said, and then we'll call that the end of this, and then we'll work on getting it edited and cut and stuff. Um, I think the one time that sticks out in my mind the most is you would... We didn't back when I lived in Florida. We didn't have unlimited texting. Yeah, so mom had threatened to shut off my phone because you were using my phone to text. And then you asked me if you could use my phone. And I was like, "Sure, just don't text. Mom's gonna take my phone away if you do." And so I walk into your room after you had my phone for like twenty minutes, and I see you texting. And I grabbed my phone and then walked away, and you started beating me over the back of the head. <laughs> yeah, and how did that affect you? The, God damn, uh, I don't even remember that, but that does sound stereotypically me. Uh, I threw you over my shoulder and was like, I'm never giving anyone else any of my things ever again. Yeah, that, that actually brings me to a really fucking weird point. A lot of the fucked up stuff I did, I did it because I thought I was teaching people to defend themselves from sociopaths, but really all I was doing was teaching people to adopt antisocial thinking. Yeah. All right, well, I think we got some... Uh, do you think this seems like a really quality... I think this would be a great first episode for the podcast, to be totally honest. I mean, it's good. If you think it's good. Well, I want your opinion. I know what I think. I want your opinion, asshole. My opinion is that I don't give a shit. Uh, I love it. All right. Well, that's it for the first episode of Discussions with Dave. Um, hell yeah. Let me uh, get this edited, and we'll put it up.